0: Hello, and you are very welcome to Dan and Dara Doability. This is episode forty-eight. I'm Dara McNicholas, and I'm Dan Airy. Dan, how are you?
1: I'm, uh, yeah, it's been a challenging week, but I'm, I'm here. We're, we're yeah. We're well, I it.
0: suppose you know, kind of, I suppose a little bit. Welcome to the world of disability. To all our listeners. Those listeners who are not disabled uh, or listeners who are disabled uh, are differently able or whatever words because it's all about the language. However we're going to call it you know this is life. It's a different
1: life. It certainly is. Yeah. Yeah, Filled with
0: many many challenges.
1: Yeah. um, You try and convince yourself that it's an adventure at times, but sometimes it's, it's just not. <laughs> sometimes it's just a hard slog. Uh Um.
0: So I think do you know what we'll do. We'll have a look at. Uh. We we'll go back to our, our review. Of the podcast. Um. Disability and new history. Episode three. <laughs> Freak, freaks and entrepreneurs. I like this one.
1: Yeah, I, I thought it was very enjoyable. Uh, very enjoyable listen. Uh, so this one follows, uh, as you said, freaks and entrepreneurs back in the 17th century where disability is kind of viewed with more of a sense of humor than, uh, than we would be used to uh, today where disability is kind of put on display um, so to speak. So there's kind of a general curiosity. Um, I think today you kind of get this this fear around disability. It's like we were talking about it last week, where it's like um, people are, are are scared to ask questions and things like that. Whereas back in the 17th and 18th century, they, they, they're just curious about it. They want to know more, you know, it's different. It's unique. Um, on the other side of that, there was situations where you'd have dwarfs being carried around in boxes.
0: Yeah, and we go, oh my god, you can't do that.
1: But that was part of the show. That yeah. that was part
0: of how uh, that person made money. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. and and part of the, I think part of the podcast, um, they were saying that you know they they were to some degree uh, in charge of their own destiny and. Uh, in in charge of their own sort of show to to some degree, um, which I thought was kind of interesting. Although one little guy, uh, did die, uh, when he mm-hmm. was being put aboard a ship, uh, he fell off the gangplank, but unfortunately he was in his box at the time and drowned. Uh, I thought that was a bit harsh, really. Um,
1: yeah, it's I I felt I feel like that's kind of a metaphor, like it's a physical manifestation then of like a metaphor now, so to speak.
0: Um Yeah, I, I was thinking and, and there was like, they, they obviously got paid uh, and then they got paid more if they went off to a uh, person who was well-to-do to their house and they got more money for a private viewing which is just a little bit more weird. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, bit. funny enough, I was, I was thinking yeah. about last night and I was kind of going okay, but I mean, there was uh, freak shows, we say, tour in America into the 1960s and 70s um, right, okay you know hairy babies hairy women um you know mm-hmm. ugliest people alive and all these all these kind of things like they 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 existed um mm-hmm. I'm sure they possibly still exist somewhere and I was kind of thinking what what where is the kind of a modern take on this and I was like I was watching um the last leg last night right on channel four and I was kind of going yeah okay here's uh I mean obviously there's there's three of them on the show and two of them have um disabilities. Uh, mm-hmm. your man Josh is short. I mean that, that might not call might not i not I wouldn't consider that a disability, but you know, he's the third one. Um and is that is that not a whole play on disability as well? A a play on it in, in what, yeah, in insofar as um in, they're they're
1: playing on their disability oh yeah in terms of like they they're using it to their advantage yeah
0: yeah pretty much
1: yeah which is I suppose it what it was similar to that it that is quite similar to what they were doing back then in that they were like taking their disability and being like no I'm gonna use this and I'm not gonna be held back by
0: it yeah but I'm gonna tell the joke first before you do mm-hmm you know mm-hmm. and to some degree some of the stuff is like if, if you have a problem with it it's your problem
1: yeah absolutely Absolutely. you know so well.
0: I, I yeah I think yeah kind of um yeah and then I, you know I started thinking then about kind of
1: yeah
0: 1860s or 1680s whatever it was over in, in, in England I was kind of going what what was what was happening here in Ireland at the time
1: uh... you no know, I mean
0: you'd imagine if if that sort of thing was Going on in England. It surely gotta be going on here
1: too. I I would imagine so. I would imagine
0: so. So I had a little I had a little look around the internet then. I love the internet. Now gotta love related, the internet. Gotta love the internet. Not related really to anything else, right? But in 1860, right, there was the Stuart Institution for Idiotic and Imbecile Children.
1: Oh dear Lord.
0: Yeah, not a goodie, isn't it?
1: oh wow
0: yeah 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 i quite like that one actually uh i just I kind of read it that bit. oh my god it's, it's,
1: what, it's one of those things that you kind of look at advertisements these days and you're kind of going how do these get past the uh the editors yeah that's what that's one of those situations. I, I know it's not advertising but you know what but that's what
0: it was called but that's what that's what is acceptable at the time then
1: yeah you know, yeah.
0: um, who was it set up by? Uh, one of the stewards, obviously, uh, Doctor Henry Hutchins Stuart. Um, He'd set it up, and he uh, is actually out in the Lucan Spa Hotel. Which what is the Lucan Spa Hotel? There was a spa there beforehand because there was loads of water, and all the rich used to come out and take the water. Oh, yes, this was great, and then it kind of fell out of favour because somebody found one that was closer to town. So people didn't have to travel as far. So they weren't really interested in going the whole way out to Lucan. There was no buses then, obviously. Um, you know, there was no motorway either. Uh, there was no N4. Uh, so the kind of, it, fell out, it fell into disuse. And um, so this guy, Henry, uh, Dr. Henry uh, Hutchinson Stewart, took a load of people from the Dublin Houses of Industry. Okay. Which was uh, another place for people with disabilities. ...and house them in this hotel. And I went on for a long time. Um, you know, and I'm not sure whether there's a... Dif- uh, ...whether there's the connection between... ...because uh, there seem to be loads of bits and pieces out around Lucan... Uh, ...around that general sort of area that were connected to Stuart. Uh, so I don't know whether the Stewarts in Palmerstown... ...is of the same sort of connection and generation... Um, ...that's there now, but i i i suspect it would uh you know if 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 i was back in college maybe and i was bored it would be something to be looking into you know Absolutely. if you if, if if one was that way inclined because you know there's got to be a history in ireland too you know we can't be any better than than what the english were up to surely we were under english english rule at that stage anyway so
1: yeah, no, that's why I was just thinking, like, because, because we were on there in Israel at that time, it probably would, there, you know, there's bound to be a connection there somewhere.
0: Yeah. Do you you know? know, so maybe we might do a little bit of rooting around and you never know what's going to happen. And then, Dan, we had... Uh, uh, I know a friend of ours, uh, Neve Dunphy, uh, shared it as well, uh, an interesting one from the Irish Examiner.
1: Yes. And I, and I suppose... The, the context for this, uh, for me, um, come, actually comes from that podcast, um, the Disability New History one, because there was, there was a character um, back in the 17th and 18th century called Matthew uh, Matthew Buckinger, who is an artist, musician, and uh, stuntman who was married four times uh, and had 11 children. Right. Which, which brings you to disability and sexuality, which is another thing we'll be talking about in in, um, in the not too distant future. Uh, but he had no arms or legs,
0: right? Yeah, he had little slippers. Yeah. Where his arms should have been.
1: Yes, he had control over his life. yeah, He had agency over his, you know, he could make his own choices and he was in full control of what he wanted to do and where he wanted to go you know, within you know what I mean. We take this article in the Irish Examiner and it is completely different. Yeah. Uh, this follows uh, Catherine oh, Gallagher. This is,
0: and this is fast forward from the 17th and 18th century to the 21st century.
1: Absolutely. Yeah,
0: Absolutely. Sorry. And, and and that's an important point though, Dan. This it is, is not, yeah. This is not a historical
1: thing we're talking about here now. This is right now. This is It live. is 21st century. This is it, live. It is live. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so this is Catherine Gallagher who is a 23 year old journalism student um, who was awarded a uh, scholarship to pursue a doctorate uh, for Dublin City University, DCU, after coming first in her master's course. So before we even go any further than that, that in itself is something else, congratulations. Yep. However, she's been told that she loses her disability allowance Travel and medical expenses, if she accepts the, the scholarship, which uh, according to the article, uh, which is by Nicole Glennon in the Irish Examiner, which according to the article is sixteen grand's worth. And I'm sorry, that's
0: that's the payment she's going to get. Yes, for doing that's not what she's going to lose. That's 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 what she's going to get paid. That's her stipend, and she's going to get paid throughout doing what well, she's doing her doctorate. Doctorate. Yeah, right. that's a big word. Uh, yeah, so that's like a kind of a, a weekly or a monthly payment that she'd get. It's almost like it's almost like the grant when we were in college then. Okay. You know, to some degree, I suppose. That's probably one of the, the easiest ways of, of kind of uh, putting it. But it's not quite because it's a, a, a different arm of it and it's a scholarship and somebody else is paying for it. And, and mm-hmm. that's kind of where, where we're at.
1: Mm-hmm. And and she is uh, Catherine explains that her campus accommodation would cost uh, ten thousand five hundred. Yep. Because she has especially a keyboard that she uses at home, she uh, and she'll need one for college. Uh, she has specific furniture uh, because of her. Her physical disabilities, uh, and she has a hydraulic desk at home, and she's going to need one on campus. And to give people context, she has a condition uh, known as congenital scoliosis, alongside a non progressive muscular uh, disorder and arthrogryphosis, which is an abnormality of the joints. Um, So it's almost like, okay, that you get to a certain point and then you're no longer disabled. Hmm. According, according to... I, I just... I do not understand. Like, we're, we're trying to build this up in terms of, like, inclusion and be champions of inclusion as a society. Apparently, in a verdict of us, Right?
0: Yeah, very much so.
1: And then you're going... You're saying that you lose all... Then entirely necessary supports for you to live life as comfortably as possible, <laughs> in order for you to progress your career. I mean, it's just it's absolute nonsense. Yeah. It is absolute nonsense. And she she's written to uh, higher education minister Simon Harris and uh, social protection minister. Uh, Minister for Social Protection Heather Humphreys, Um, and she said she's exhausted, uh, the stress of the situation. She's actually in physical pain, uh, from her neck down to her arms. And the issue itself was was brought to the doll, and this response just absolutely made my blood my blood boil. Right, this is in response to this issue, saying that it sounds like a mistake. Yeah, right. So is that him saying that the, the disability... It's almost like that's him saying that, like, her getting to this point is a mistake by not giving, like... This is what, we we go back to the language around disability. This is what absolutely infuriates me. Saying that this is simply a mistake. There's so much more to it than that. There is so much more to that. This girl has worked her butt off to get where she is. Yep. On top of everything that she has to do, it. and now you're just being thrown away because, like, she's not being given what she needs to actually function. Never mind, carry on studies. Like, it, it
0: oh. hell of a country, then
1: makes my blood boil. Yeah. So, like, and it brings it back to the to the discussion around language and disability again is that like, she's being punished for pursuing what she wants to pursue, just as anyone else would, just as you would, just as anyone in society in Ireland, around the world would, just as any other human being. And then you come back to uh, Josephine Madigan, who is the, the Minister of State for Special Education and Inclusion, her normal children comment, in inverted commas, received absolutely no consequence. Oh, it's just like a slap on the wrist and it was left there. And, yeah. and, we'll, and we'll move on. Yep. What, why? Why is... I, I just... I do not understand. Do better. Right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I suppose that's it. Really simply, Dan. Simply put, do better.
1: Yeah, and the irony of all of that, right? I, yeah. I, fa- I found this yesterday. Okay, and the irony just—it's uh, just hilarious. If you didn't laugh, you cry. Josephine Madigan has written a book called "Negligent Behavior."
0: Yeah, maybe she got somebody to ghost right at then. You know, maybe she never actually wrote it herself. Somebody else wrote it and she just put her name to it. She never actually read the book.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Maybe.
0: You know, maybe that's it. But, you know, and, and kind of part of, the, part of the, the... The other kind of funny part of it is as well is... um What is uh, Miss Gallaher... Uh, what was her scholarship going to be on? Her doctorate? Uh, journalism and political communication... Uh, or communication response to COVID-19 in Ireland.
1: Very necessary and very topical and...
0: Yeah, on the button. And I'd say her first line will be, uh, government won't let me do it. Thanks very much. Good luck. (laughs) You know, it's just, it it is really, 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 really just absolute.
1: (sighs) And I, I absolutely, that's putting it mildly. Hmm. Um, And I I had a conversation uh, during the week that I will be able to talk more about possibly next week um, but I had a, a, a conversation earlier the week about disability during lockdown
0: mm.
1: and kind of living with a bit disability dur- during COVID and uh, just about the realities of it and the difficulties of it and you know not being able to see people, the isolation and I was asked like do you think I like we've we've spoken about it numerous times? about is there going to be a societal shift,
0: a big change? Yes, uh, a big whoa, oh yeah. Listen, we've we've learned so much now from uh, isolation and, and just not seeing people. And go on, I'd love to hear your response for this one. That go,
1: yeah, it, it's like, and I, here was me thinking I'd be, I'm being optimistic and saying I'm hoping there will be but the more i think about it the more that's just incredibly naive and then i i, I listen to I listen to comments like this from ouranish that that like that's just not it's like you were saying earlier on we are in the 21st century come on yeah. like the, Got, we've got to we're championing inclusion and we're not we just we're 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 just not this, it's just it's absolutely infuriating it really really is
0: uh, yeah and I, there's there's times when I think about it as well like I mean it, things should improve or I mean I said it before it's kind of a level to some degree it's a level playing field now that people are away from their offices and everybody's working at home and we sh- it, it it has leveled the playing field to somewhat to, to some degree but mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to, I, I honestly don't believe that's going to uh, go any further than that I'm sure the minute the lockdown is open that's it all bets are off mm-hmm um, you know, we're going to get to a tipping point at some stage, uh, when it comes to the vaccines, um, where there's going to be more people vaccinated than not vaccinated, and that's when it's going to start to become very, very interesting. And at that stage, then, are we going to be in a position where our uh, disabled community are they going to be vaccinated, fully vaccinated before everybody else? are we going to be a situation where uh we're sorry slightly up, but sorry, Dan, because you haven't been vaccinated, you can't still you still can't go anywhere. That worries me that we're going yeah. to be situation, and not just necessarily you, but you know, uh you know, it, it, is, is it just going to be an, another way of confining people and slightly yeah. keeping them out of the way? is this the the equivalent of um or is it going to be the equivalent of the Stewart's Institution for idiotic and and, and imbecile children? We're going to start putting up these virtual walls
1: mm-hmm. instead
0: of these big ten foot walls they used to have around all the institutions in Ireland and hiding hiding people down the end of lanes and on the edge of town and stuff like that. You know, are are we looking at potentially having that same sort of being more virtual now? Yeah. Because you still don't see. I mean, I I get out for a walk every day. Uh, within right. my 5K and safely and all that kind of stuff I can I can't tell you the last time Dan I saw a wheelchair Right, yeah And I mean genuinely I cannot tell you I mean I see vans knocking around all right and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, You know the fantastic and all that kind of stuff And But I can't tell you when I've seen a wheelchair You know, even walking around Dunns yeah. or Aldi Or you know those, those amazing great days out
1: Woo, we go shopping
0: uh, You know, people with disabilities just aren't there they're not. They're not to be seen, and that can't it, be good. It,
1: no, absolutely, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I think, like, if, if if we if we strip it back to back to it again in in terms of language and and communication, it all comes back to that communication with people with disabilities and hearing stories and kind of going, like. From my for me personally, like I'm not ashamed to admit that I I've had a a sheltered existence to an extent. Now what I mean by that is I've grown up in a situation where I might not have been exposed to I've been exposed to some but not a lot of the of the language. That we we've spoken about over the past couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, that's your fault, Jacob. You
1: <laughs> what I have been—I
0: to... I'm going to catch up for you, all right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and that that's that's all thanks to 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 the love of my parents and my family. So thank you very much. I'm I'm very grateful for that. What I have been exposed to is people's actions. And that's what really, that's what really, really hurts me personally, is that when you get people saying, I've I've mentioned this a number of times before, is when you get people saying that they'll do something or saying that they accept something and then turning around and not following through on it, that absolutely infuriates me. And I mentioned before about like having an emotionally draining week, right? Part of that was the issues that we had around filming. Now, thankfully, we finally got to film and now in the edit going smoothly so far. But that's beside the point. I am constantly having to go back and forth with people to prove something and there's a point where it just gets incredibly dry. Drain- like I remember I um got in touch with, with with the college group during the week and I just said listen guys I I'm have I've haven't had an easy week um I'd love to catch up with everybody and have drinks when when we're all like not that busy with deadlines and everything like that, and they came back and they said yes, and I'm not going to lie to you, Dara, I cried, and I I've gotten to a point that I'm not I'm not ashamed in saying that because, but that shows you how much something as simple as that means, and that's the infuriating part of it is it's incredibly simple. All you need to do is take time and actually go, all right, we want to hear from you. We want to help you. We want to, um, and what I think of it, massive shout out to the IEDT crew. They've been amazing. And even, even something like chatting to yourself right now, that is it. Like, We've had discussions over over the past couple of weeks it's like do do we want to postpone some of these some of these podcasts and I've been like no because it's actually giving me an opportunity to get stuff out and to communicate. So like that's the thing with disability and society in a general sense. I don't think people realize. How much of a big deal something as simple as that is?
0: Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I get you. Um, God, I, but yeah, that that's no different for 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 me than it is for you, though. I suppose to some degree. Um, you know, you're not you're not your, you're not unique in that. I mean, I don't get to see an awful lot of people either, simply because it's just not. You know, I'm driving, driving along the car. There's a checkpoint down the road here. It's been down near the park for the last geez, five weeks. You know, I think I know most of the guards at this stage because I'd be in and out of the park with the car and stuff like that, taking the dog down or taking Kim or Sam or whatever. And, uh, you know, you're kind of, you're, you're pulling up to the up to the checkpoint. And you go, oh, yeah. How are you, guard? Yeah, and he goes, well, how are you? And you kind of feel yourself, jeez, you could be here a while. <laughs> you know, because you simply haven't spoken to anybody. Other than your family, because the opportunity—it's not—it's not because it's just the opportunities just aren't there. And i, I think I, it's something as I find is like people just don't have, it's not that they don't have the time; they don't have the the where all to talk anymore. You know, they don't have. they are just, they're not reaching out to. Uh, they're not reaching out to each other like that. Like the, the, the used to. Um, I think that's def- that's definitely something. Um, and I think. To some degree, you know, uh, I was listening. to, I was watching the the last or whatever the last the last leg last night, and they were talking about um, lockdown keepies, things that people have been doing during the lockdown that they're going to keep doing. Right. You know somebody was kind of saying, "Oh, I go out for walks at night" or something like that, or you know, I took up bacon or crochet or you know, I, I don't know, bit me head off the wall. Whatever it is. You know, but I think there's an awful lot of stuff that's not gonna survive the lockdown. Friendships is one of them because we simply aren't in that space anymore. You know, you'll find all right, I certainly find I don't know what it's like for everybody else, but I certainly found the amount of people that I talk to is certainly down and those conversations with those people I value more. Yeah. Rather than, you know, it's kind of like there's a lot of people I don't talk to now because they annoy me.
1: <laughs> right. Okay.
0: And they would have annoyed me uh, 24 months ago, but I would have tolerated them. (laughs) Yeah. And now I'm just kind of going, what's the point? Yeah. No, I don't listen. I don't necessarily need to listen to your particular brand of horse. You know, I I don't agree with you. I don't think I, I actually, and you know what? I frankly don't like what you post on Facebook. You know, I have, found, I, I have found myself kind of looking at looking at some some people's Facebook feeds, and I'm kind of going, eh, "What?" Yeah, and I've taken them off. Yeah, I've taken them off my feed. I'm just kind of going, "I just actually, I don't need your negativity. I don't need your your particular brand of, you know, I don't need any of that. You know, if you're having problems with the government or you're not happy with." The, the, a lot of it seems to be around the government and lockdown And all that kind of stuff But whatever, get on with it, you know what I mean But I'm not going to be watching it Where was I? Uh, yeah, things that aren't going to survive the lockdown But that's, I think that, yeah, yeah And small things and conversations And those kind of things um, You know, and I know I know the people that when I'm in trouble I know the people that are going to turn up And equally, I have a funny feeling I know the people who that are going to be in trouble That I'm going to turn up for Right. Do you know what I mean? There's there's that and yeah. it's it, it's certainly becoming smaller. Yeah. You know, but that's not to say, I mean, like this morning I was out hanging a ferry door. Uh I met a whole lot of ferry doors and we've been putting them up around the estate. Um, you're looking at me blankly, you know, a small little ferry door and you yeah. Anyway, <laughs> mad stuff, right? So but you know, community has suddenly become a lot more important.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and what's happening kind of closer to home rather than the wider field. I don't know where I'm going with this, but...
1: Yeah, no, and, and that's something that we... Because I remember I um, I was part of the the, the survey for um, Young Voices, How's Your Head, during COVID. Yep. Uh, kind of middle of summer last year. And uh, we kind of... We, we threw out the survey... And we then kind of got back together and, and reviewed the results. And it was kind of, it was very interesting to kind of look at community spirit and kind of take a step back and go, hang on, no, this is something that we need to actually focus on is, is people engaging with each other. It's so simple. And that's that's the infuriating part of it, is that it's so ridiculously simple. Everybody has time. And uh, I, I suppose my my mantra for it is, um, time is a gift. You have it when you're born. It's what you do with it that counts.
0: Yeah, that's fairly deep, Dan. Uh yeah, I think would, I would I would agree with you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that's kind of it it's become I've become more aware of that now. I I suppose going forward. But it also like I'm not gonna lie to you in saying that I'm I'm I, I completely agree with you in saying that I'm nervous for those with disabilities coming out of lockdown when it does eventually end. But I suppose that's why it's important that we we, we keep having these kind of conversations and keep um, keep it in 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 the melting pot, shall we say?
0: Yeah. Keep it to the front. Yeah. Well, God, Dan, I hear music in the background. I think that's a a, a fairly strong indication we should wrap this up. Uh, This has been episode 48 uh, of Dan and Dara Doability. I have been Dara McNicholas.
1: And I'm Dan Airy, and we'll talk to you very soon.